When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Environmental sustainability and conservation is a top priority for the American Soybean Association. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. ASA Vice President Brad Doyle says the organization is telling the story of soybean conservation success as climate change becomes the most prominent issue facing the globe. So we are. We are the policy organization. We represent 30 soybean growing states, over 500,000 farmers in the United States. We are not checkoff funded. The United Soybean Board handles all of that. Climate change, you know, that is going to be a really big topic the next couple of years. And so we are out advocacy uh, wise. We're telling what conservation practice we are already doing. We don't want to discredit what, what we had for years and years of, of no-till production and, and where we can grow cover crops. I know there's some some northern farmers in Wisconsin uh, that I'm in, in communication with, and they've been growing covers uh, very successfully. On highly erodible soil, especially, it's you know it's a win-win for that. In my part of the world, it's opportunity. Uh, we have a, a higher opportunity to introduce it to the farm. Farmers are, are great conservationists by nature. Uh, we're, we've been uh, we never want to lose any soil, so we do our best. We invest in a farm. We've we've had farms handed down from generation to generation. We want to leave it better the next generation so why on our earth would we want to lose our topsoil or in the case of fertilizer prices this year i need to hang on to my phosphorus and my, my potash you know and, and nitrogen because it's it's going to be very expensive to replace it on the policy front are you guys looking at more export markets we are always uh looking for new new uses new markets we have several different programs we have uh, within ASA, we have the World Initiative for Soy and Human Health, or WISH program. So we actually have two projects going on right now, one in Cambodia, teaching fish farmers how to use soybean to grow a, a, a better, higher-yielding fish, which will provide for your, your local uh, consumers for uh, their daily source of protein. And also, we are in Ghana, and we are teaching women farmers how to use soy in the diet of chickens to produce more eggs and so they have a a, a higher protein diet available to them through education we are not intending to compete with the local market but hopefully one day it would be a sustainable uh, large buyer of of u.s soybeans and that's what the program's for as a group of more uh, in place uh, soybean using countries we travel for the U.S. soybean industry and meet with foreign customers, China, Japan, South Korea, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam. We are even working in India, Pakistan. Uh, We're trying to build demand. We're also trying to reconnect with customers and emphasize why would you buy U.S. soybean over any other competitor soybeans. We do have, uh, through our research, uh, checkoff-funded research, we found that our proteins level does change within the U.S. Our amino acid content changes depending on where it's grown. But overall, we have a much higher value, higher quality soybean 
than our neighbors to the south in, in South America. And it's more than just food stuff. Soybean is also used in oil for tires, I learned. Absolutely, yes. Like yeah, the, the value of soybeans historically was based off of soybean demand. Oil was a byproduct. So vegetable oil in, in, on the shelf at your grocery store would, would, is typically soybean oil. But as we found more industrial uses, right, in, in glues and uh, resins and inks, and, and most recently, you're right, we, we found that it makes a good replacement for petroleum when making tires. So uh, how about that? We can reduce the amount or dependence on petroleum-based oil by using something we can grow on the farm. And, and it's also a very good source of, of uh, fuel, a fuel additive especially in diesel. We, we started the idea of biodiesel, and look where we are today. It's a driving demand. It's, it's in the northeast in the heating oil market. West coast, east coast, driving that demand now. So it's, it's a win-win for farmers uh, going forward. That is part of the value of their soybeans. So it's not about feeding livestock anymore. We have a worldwide presence, and we have many, many products. We've got the research in place. We're looking for even more new uses. Speaking of fuel and transportation, let's talk infrastructure. Is that a big focus for you guys, too, rebuilding America's roads, bridges, and, and ports? So our infrastructure has been on our priority list. Uh, we travel to D.C. many times a year. And infrastructure, what does it mean to the U.S. soybean farmer? Whenever you harvest that crop off the farm, you need to get it to your grain bins and eventually to an elevator. Uh, it could go to a, a port. It will eventually go to a port either on the, at the Pacific Northwest or it to, uh, to Mississippi River Port where it may travel through many lock and dams. So we need, we need high-quality highway interstate systems. We, our rural bridges need to be updated. We need to, you know, when you're traveling with 80,000 uh, pounds of grain uh, on, on a semi that you own, you don't want potholes. You don't want roads that are uh, in, in need of repair or even weight, weight limits. So all of that infrastructure we've been fighting for, we hope will be covered in this bill. You have lock and dams on the upper Mississippi River that were built many, many years ago and, and, and far out, uh, outdated uh, needing repair. So hopefully that will address that problem. Uh, and we need this done pretty, pretty quickly. We don't need it to interfere with harvest for next year. Now's a good time to get that going, get those projects going. Why is infrastructure so important? That has been our logistical advantage over Brazil. We have always had that. Uh, they, they do not have a Mississippi River. We do, and that's huge. Well, about 65% of the U.S. soybeans travel down the Mississippi River. About 25%, 20-25% travel to the Pacific Northwest, and that would be the northern, northern states of the Dakotas, Nebraska, even Minnesota, uh, possibly even Wisconsin. So having an advantage, a logistical advantage, getting our crop to the elevator, to the port where you can get on a Panamax, the cheaper, the better, more profit to the farmer. The federal infrastructure bill was signed into law in November. Time will tell when those improvements will be made here in Wisconsin. That was Brad Doyle, an Arkansas farmer and vice president of the American Soybean Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.